0: as the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God.
1: Hallelujah. Let's bow our, our heads for a word of prayer. Our heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have carried us through this this week and all that you are doing in our lives. We recognize that it's not by might, it's not by power, but by the spirit of the living God. As we enter this next session, our desire, Holy Spirit, is that you speak to each and every one of us and you grant us the conviction that you give that you give us the power, the grace, the resources, and the knowledge to overcome the power of sexual sin, the power of pornography. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Yesterday, myself and Julius were in one group, one prayer group, during the solitude time, and we're praying about some of our challenges And we had a vision, we had a revelation, an open box, and the interpretation that came to us was that one of the reasons why we struggle so much with our besetting sins is that we are not ready to open up. We are not ready to open up both to God and to one another so that we will get the help that is required. This morning we are going to open up in the name of Jesus. And so I want you to be ready because there are some things that people are going to share. We're going to hear from four different people, I hope. Two of them have told already. Two of them, two others will come from the audience, from you people. So I want to first invite our brother Godwin. Godwin, let's clap for him. Let's encourage him as he comes forward. And then later on we'll hear from our brother enoch and then afterwards we'll open the floor all right okay let's hear from our brother godwin
2: hallelujah amen father help me to see it as you want me amen hallelujah um At a point in my life, especially my teen ages, I got involved into sexual things. And it was so bad. Hallelujah. Sometimes if I consider myself and I see how God has brought me and and the nasty things that I did, then I know that God is indeed love. Because I could see how bad I was and I could see how stupid and how stubborn i was it all started and my dad is a pastor i'm in a christian home yet i like watching movies i like you know um this musical movie they call it teller very good and so at the age of 14 15 that is what i watch i like them so much and it's not that i mean everybody could sleep and i'll be watching it i watch it to the stand that i mean until i sleep it got a point that this thing got into me i developed last and that when i'm sleeping i could i would want to just naked myself and try to masturbate at that age and it continued that way my thoughts my brain got filled with filthy thoughts you know, yet I was in a Christian home, we could do morning devotion, we could go to church and everything. But that's the life I was living. I couldn't sleep without masturbating. And I could, I could go to church and then, I mean, sometimes I go to church and then try to scan ladies. You know, I would just imagine and then scan you. I mean, as you are naked. And then try to, to, I don't know, just try to imagine and then pleasure myself. And that was a life I was living. I, I did that until I went to senior high. And when I went there, it got worsened. Hallelujah. I joined SU though. I mean, I was living a spiritual life. I could pray. I could do all these things. But yet, I was living this kind of life too. There, I am a shy type, but when I got there, I met friends, I met ladies, and there was this lady who—I mean, I was—I'm shy, yet I like ladies, you know, you know. I don't know, but I'm shy, but I like ladies. And so there was this lady who got close to me. She's older than me; she was my senior. Then she began to speak sweet words to me. And because I also have low self-esteem, as and I have inferiority complex, she began to tell me how handsome I am and how good I look. You know, I mean, nobody tells me that. I mean, I feel that I'm not good. I'm not handsome. I'm, you know, when I was young, she tell me that I have a big head. You know? <laughs> and so when she began to tell me all these things, I said, wow, really? You know, and I begin to follow her. And I got a point that I couldn't stay in my room at night. She would call me and I would come to her. I would have sex with her in the bushes, under trees, in night. And I'll come home and come and sleep as though nothing happened. And this is the life I was living. I, after SS, I struggled to live these things. You know, one thing about this is that when I was doing all these things, I knew that I wasn't doing the right thing. Yet I couldn't stop. I felt so bound. I felt so helpless. I couldn't stop until I gave my life to Jesus at a at a crusade. Bishop Dad came to a place and then spoke, and I gave my life to Jesus. But after that, I couldn't really stop. You know, it was it was still there. Masturbation was still there. Impure thought, the last was still there. Hallelujah. Until. I attended youth encounter. Moses gave his testimony about pornography and lust. And I got a conviction in my heart that, yes, I could also stop it. Hallelujah. And so when I came home, I think that he used, he, he gave a verse, Romans 6. I sat down, I read it, and I took authority. I prayed. Every night I could stand and pray and release myself. Hallelujah. I realize that there is power to deliver. There is power to set free from all sexual sins. I got freedom from all these things. Hallelujah. And I'm saying this to the glory of God that I feel much free and much released than before. Amen.
1: I want to invite our brother Enoch to also share.
3: Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I'm going to talk about how uh, pornography and sexual immorality is, you know, um, enslaving and, you know, my road, my journey in coming out of it. Hallelujah. It's, you know, when Jesus was 12, he was reasoning with the elders. When I was 12, I was reasoning with my friends. And a friend of mine Said to me that if you want your, you know, manhood to be big, you have to masturbate. Then he, you know, he discipled me. He taught me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I took the act, you know, in the bathroom. You know, it's like quiet time <laughs> in the bathroom in the morning. I'll make sure I masturbate. You know, it wasn't for the last of it, but by, you know, fifteen, it became last. I wasn't doing it because I had wanted my manhood to be big. I was doing it because I saw that it was, you know, it was good. It felt good, yeah. And, you know, by SS, I was filled with the spirit of lust. And I was, you know, moved with the spirit of lust into the wilderness. Hallelujah. You know, there were times I would be in a prep hall learning. Our school was it's university practice. We are in UCC. And so, um, uh We are around the university students. you know i 'll just be learning and have a feeling in my spirit that there is someone having sex in this room at this place then i 'll go and i 'll go and watch you know the person you know it was just there. I was filled with the spirit of lust hallelujah, and it was very bad, so many things, but there was a time my father taught me with a scripture. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. And you know, the only thing I picked from there was that if you have lust of the eyes and lust of the flesh and you, you have pride of life, it is because you don't love God. Then I thought to myself that, okay, then it means the only way I can come out of, of the hands of this spirit is that I would Pray that God should fill me with his love. It has never been easy in this journey. But the love of God has kept me. And I bless God for that. Amen.
1: Let's clap for them. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy. I remember the first time I shared. you know, it's not easy at all. Now is the time for opening up. You are here. You have struggled before or are still struggling with pornography and sexual immorality, but most specifically, pornography. I want you to raise your hands. I want you to raise your hands. So, I've seen only, okay, I've seen about seven, eight hands. Okay, nine. Some people are raising up. Are these all the people? Ten. I want somebody you have struggled before or are still struggling with pornography or sexual morality. Before or are still struggling with? Both. Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, so I can see about 50% of the congregation. Not everybody has yet. Now, if you are here, Ah, thank you, Pastor. <laughs> if you are here and you want to share, okay, please let's see you and then our brother will say, it too. If you are here and you want to share, you'll be given two minutes. Two minutes. You want to share your journey, okay? Amen.
4: Hallelujah. Uh, it's not easy, but it is well. And I, this is not going to be my first time ever sharing it I I normally like sharing it everywhere I go on radio I share it my my beginning was not easy I didn't have very good foundation like most of my brothers you know they are in the pastor's house so I my own was I grew up outside my father you know at a very tender age my dad was not there my mom, everybody, my dad goes his way, everybody left his way. I was left with my uncles who were also very good womanizers. So all I was growing up to see was how my uncle would take this woman, would put this woman there. So I started growing up like that. Even though I went to Pentecost very early. And then at my very tender age, around class six there about I had a friend who was older than me. He said, If you want to know that you are mature, spams must come from your manhood. So when we were batting, he did it. Ah, my mom, I did not see anything. And one day, they were watching pornography. My neighborhood was very wild. Those who have stayed around Pig Farm before, Stay in my grandma's house. The place was very touched, the atmosphere. And so, we were watching pornography at a very tender age. And then, I realized that as if some fluid were coming out of my manhood. I felt excited that now I have reached it. I have gotten there. So I also went to the bathroom and masturbated. And I realized that it came. So the next time... I said, let's, come and see. So I masturbated for him to see. And that is how it began. And then in my grandma's house, they'll come and watch movie. Those days, my uncle has sent some video deck and all that. And some man will come to our house, and they are in their room. They'll say, oh, small boys are not allowed. And they are watching pornography. We'll go and hide under the window. And then I'll be seeing all this pornography. So I became happy. And I grew up in a home at Busy Bay. Nobody comes to tell you anything how you want to live your life, only go to, sh- I went to school by the grace of God, God gave me intelligence, I, w- I was very smart and sharp, other than that, I don't think I would have continued schooling, nobody advises you, and that is how I grew up, and so, pornography and masturbation was an everyday life affair, through primary and all that, I was wrapping around all these guys, VIP, Do. there were guys that I knew, from playback show, from Kidafest. We used to rap together, go to nightclubs and all that. And, and so it became a struggle when I became born again. It was not easy. So, to secondary school, we smoking, going to night club. Please give one more minute. Amen. <laughs> and so going to night, night club, I was highly intoxicated. I would smoke, I would drink. I don't know the vices I have not done. I was sitting in ghettos from morning to evening. And my, it was so bad. I couldn't help myself. I dropped I don't like things about God and people started preaching to me about Jesus that when I accept Jesus I've tried to stop weed smoking masturbating pornography the farthest I have gone was two and a half days I tried in two and a half days it don't work until I met Jesus when I I hear that people say that when you when you are born again all sins fall away But I me, mean, I didn't experience that the only thing that fell away first was my weed smoking the next one was alcohol that fell off quickly but masturbation and pornography They were two dangerous areas I struggled even I was a prayer tower I realized that the prayer alone was not enough so we went for a prayer tower meeting and I asked them that, uh, "Is it possible that you can be born again and have sexual feelings and they said it's possible but it's not easy after being a prayer tower I struggled <laughs> now when i stopped i did not take notice of it all i realized was that after a period of time you know even though i I started going for evangelism i started preaching to people but one of the things that gave me the edge was when i started leading people in prayer and people around me and i said no if i masturbate and i watch pornography like this how can i also help others want to come out of it. So there are times I will go in front of my room and I will lay my hands here and say, God, kill it. God, kill it. God, kill it. But today I will not pray such a prayer. If God has heard it, I believe I am (laughs) finished. Amen.
5: (laughs) Okay, hallelujah. Anyway, my start when I was, uh, is masturbation, when I was in JSS 1. After that time, like, my friends were already having, uh, girl friends. And they were having sex with them. I was around 8, 12, 13 thereabout. So because I didn't want to be part of those things, I also found my own way. And I never even knew it was, that, like, it was a sin. I never knew it was masturbation. I did it, uh, so when we were about completing JSS, I started teaching my friends. Then they started calling me biology master. (laughs) Even until date, like, some of them, when they still see me, they say biology master. And I said, no, that name is no more applicable to me. (laughs) So I went to SS, it was the same thing. When I came to, when I gave my life, before I went to the university, some few months. First semester, every day I was masturbating. I'll masturbate in the morning, I'll do it in the evening. But second semester, when I started going to Sabbath, I just devolved, i like to Pray. I started going to Sabbath, further. I was praying. Then the Bible studies to, okay, it was because of this rosary issue. When I started, I was like, so our reverend fathers, we shouldn't be ashamed of the rosary. So I could take the rosary, I'll be walking on Leghorn Street, and I'm reciting the Hail Mary full of grace. So when somebody told me that it was wrong, then I started studying the Bible. So I read the Bible from Matthew to Revelation. I read it again, then I realized that there was nothing like rosary. So that when I read the Bible through, I didn't know when it stopped. I stopped uh, the masturbation in level hundred. I didn't know when it stopped, and it has never happened again. Amen.
6: Praise the Lord. Actually, it may not be funny because I don't see these things to be funny because it's one thing that is destroying the eyes of God these days. Every every leader, any leader that is. That is ahead now. That is still. It did not just start when he became a leader. It is when they, when they were little children. My sexual immorality, I started when I was a little ke- when I was a little boy, because I'm from a polygamous home. There was this my sister, my elder sister, the same father with me, but not the same mother. She would come. She was older than me, that with about six years old. I was around nine, ten years. When he come, he would take me to the room. He would need me to for me to be sleeping with her at that age and even all these things when i look at them those habits became something so those y'all, became part of us then when i grew up to around 15 years i met a boy in lagos where i went to stay with my other brother i met a boy in lagos called lincoln who who introduced me to this pornography of a thing and masturbation when he introduced me introduced me but i became a leader I became a leader. I was even more than him. Anywhere I go, if I visit somebody in his house, if I, whenever I go to the bathhouse to eat myself, I will masturbate there. Polography, if I ever see uh, pictures of polygraphy, I will put them in my book, in my pocket so that I will remember that, yes, I still have something like this. In case, if I want to masturbate, it will be easy for me. So all these things, all these things, they have been in many of us and even many of us will still practice them empty today. If not for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, I could not stop pornography. I could not stop masturbation. Not until the day I make covenant with God. That was about three years ago. That Father, if I ever do this thing again, let thunder strike me to death. Amen. That was the day I stopped it, and I thank God. Ever since, I have been so holy. Amen.
1: Okay. Yes. So, what we 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 I my time is going, but I used to think ladies don't struggle with this until uh, somebody told me they do. So I want one lady. Okay. Let's, let's hear our sister, Adam. <laughs> clap for her, clap for her, clap for her, clap for her.
0: Okay. Um, for me, pornography started from somewhere. It started from GSS. I wasn't watching pornography in GSS. But GSS, it started with romance novels. Now, we read most girls' life like romance novels. In that, I mean, we exchange them. You finish, you give it to me. It's like you, we run turns with it. And then reading it didn't seem... It was. I mean, I love reading, so I just read. And it didn't seem wrong or anything like that. But then as you read, you picture the stuff that you read. And so you want to try it. So that is where masturbation started for me. I wanted to try it. But then I didn't, I didn't know it, co- it was called masturbation. Actually, I only did it the times when I wanted to sleep. That was when I got to secondary school. See, at that time, level uh, first years, you work and work and work, so it, you don't know how to sleep in the afternoon. So when I sleep, when I'm about to sleep and I, I don't, I'm about feeling sleepy, that is what I get. I used to sleep because it would get me sleepy. So it was my medicine to sleep. So any time it was, especially on Saturday's when I needed to sleep and rest, then I had to do that. But then it continued like that in secondary school till I left secondary school. Now I go home. You have that one year free period in the house and there was free internet. And that was what led me to pornography because you've pictured the thing so many times. Now you want to see it for yourself. And that is what directed me to pornography. So I go to chat sites that talk about sex and still it gives me a picture. So now I want to see the real thing. And that is what directed me to things on pornography. Coming out... Coming out, like they've all said, I don't know when it stopped, but it's been a very difficult one. I I, I think probably finally, masturbation finally stopped probably like three or four years back. But then it was a struggle. When I actually got to understand that this is what is called masturbation, this is what is called pornography, it was a struggle coming out. It's about praying about it, constantly praying about it, and actually disciplining yourself. So when I want to sleep and I... I think I want to do that. I'd rather tell myself then if i 'm not going to sleep then i 'll stay, I'll stay awake. I will have to force myself to stay awake so i don 't do this and I noted that when I'm a, I, spo- I expose myself to my private parts, like if I stand in the mirror and I see my own self i get I start feeling the last so now if I, if I know that it 's going to happen, I close my eyes to dress so that i don 't have to amen.
1: Hallelujah. Okay. Um, I want to finish up with a a short teaching on pornography. A short teaching on pornography. I think you've heard my own personal story before. That I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I know I am a good guy. So it's not that I'm asking you. I'm a good guy. And I've always tried to be a good guy. But when I went to SS, they were calling me John. You know, because I'm a good guy. Do you know what joins? Uh, so, by form two, I didn't want to be a joint anymore, so I started, uh, sagging and walking and go, you know, moving with women. But one thing that one of my friends, uh, added to my life, my, my work in school, was pornography. It's called Dennis Asari. You know, he had this, this, this 13 in one kind of CD set, you know, and I asked, tell you what, what, what is that? And he told me, oh, oh you know, not know porno. You know, I didn't even know what it was. But I heard the word porno or pornography. So when I went home, we got internet fresh, just like, just like here. And then I typed in Google, pornography, you know, porno. I remember it so clearly and then search. And it didn't give me a definition. It was today that I went to find a definition. The pictures just came up. And from that day, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. I want to stop, but I couldn't stop. And every single day, I would go behind the computer. I say, okay, let me go and browse. So I'm on the computer. Then somebody, some actress or some name, would drop into my mind. You know, I don't know. It's a demon. It's not. It's a demon. Just like the Holy Spirit would drop things, demons would drop things. And before I know what, I begin to search pornography. And that was my struggle. You know, I can tell you countless stories. But because of the time, I've also gone through it. Today, I want to talk about number one. What is pornography? What is pornography? Number two. Are there people in the Bible? Are there people in the Bible who struggled with it? And even if not with it, in our context, something similar. Alright? Number three. What are the dangers of pornography? Or why is pornography and sexual sin dangerous? And then lastly, how? How can you stop? How can you overcome sexual immorality and pornography? Pornography comes from a New Testament Greek word, pornea. comes from a New Testament Greek word, pornea, which occurs 26 times in the New Testament. Okay, it's 26 times in the New Testament. And the thing about this word is that it is a blanket term for every sexual sin. Okay, generally speaking, it is a blanket term for sexual immorality, fornication, lust. I mean, it, it is used for different kinds of sexual sin. So, one commentator describes porneia as something that relates to everything sinful and sexual in nature. You know so that is basically pornography specifically is or are pictures writings drawings every way that you can display something sexual with the intention of arousing sexual desires that's pornography so it can come in the form of a, again pictures writings uh, books, you know, newspaper articles, anything that tries to graphically represent sexuality in order to arouse sexual desires is pornography. It can come in any form, from billboards to movies to books, any form, magazines. But its intention is to arouse sexual desire. The question I ask myself is, Are there people in the Bible who struggled with it? Of course, there's no internet in the Bible. And we are not told of anybody who, you know, was going through it the way we know it. But I realized that the basic principle of pornography stands in the scriptures. I saw that the thing that triggers pornography is a desire for sex. So when you see something or somebody... Which triggers your sexual desire, and you indulge in it, then you are entering into the realm of pornography. So it's interesting to note that in Genesis chapter thirty-four, verse one and two, we we hear of Dinah going to this Shechem, walking through the town, and the Bible says that the son of of, of Shechem, is it Hamor, he saw Dinah and took her and raped her. It said in Genesis chapter 38 as well. I think verse 15 and 16. You see, he saw her. He took her and violated her. Then in Genesis chapter 38, we hear of Judah. In verse 15 and 16, he saw a prostitute. He took her and then he he asked her to, to, to sleep with her. Then when you go to Samson, his case is even worse. In Judges chapter 14 verse 1 and 2, he goes to a town a Philistine town. Judges chapter 41 and 2. And the Bible says he saw a Philistine woman, went back home and said to his parents, I must have this woman. I must. The same Samson, in chapter 16, chapter 16, I believe it's is 1 and 2. He went to another Philistine, I believe it's Gaza. He saw a prostitute. He went in and slept with her. Then you hear of David in, I think it's 2 Samuel chapter 11. 2nd Samuel chapter 11, it looks like the 1 and 2 are very, verse 1 and 2. It says that he was, he woke up, he was sleeping, woke up one day, was walking on his roof, and then he saw a woman bathing. He didn't know her name, but he saw a woman bathing, and the Bible says that she was very beautiful. He asked about her, called her, and slept with her. So throughout the scriptures, especially for men, and I now know that women too are part, they are aroused by the sexual things they see and they take in. And when that arousal comes and you, you enter into the realm of pornography. So there are people who struggled with the same things that we are struggling with. The question I ask myself is, why is it dangerous? Why is sexual sin dangerous? The first reason... Which I believe that everybody here should know. It's found in Matthew chapter five, verse twenty-eight to thirty-one. It says that when a man looks at a woman and lusts after her in his heart, he has already committed adultery with her. Matthew five twenty-eight. And Job says the same thing in Job thirty-one one that I've made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully upon a young maiden or upon a virgin. So. The thing about sexual sin is that it is, it is recognized by God, especially in the terms of pornography. Whenever you lust after somebody, God recognizes it as adultery or fornication. Does that make sense? It is an open door for every other sexual sin. If you are watching pornography, you tend to masturbate. And when you are masturbating you tend to fornicate and it, it just keeps going it is an open door to the spirit of lust so you find in hosea 4 verse 12 the bible talks about the spirit of prostitution it is a spirit being and it manifests itself in every kind of sexual sin so when you watch pornography or you masturbate, you open the door for that spirit to take over your life and it can carry you as far as it wants. It can go into lesbianism, it can go into homosexuality, it can go into bestianity, because it is one spirit which manifests itself in other spirit beings. Does that make sense? So anybody who, who watches pornography has a problem with lust. If you continue, you eventually get a problem with masturbation. When you continue, you find out that you've just fallen. You just slept with a lady. It's, it, that's the normal progression. The second reason why the whole issue of sexual sin is, is, is bad, is dangerous, is because sexual sin defiles us. Sexual sin defiles us. Okay? The Bible says in Ephesians the five verse three and verse five the bible says that there should not be even a hint of sexual immorality among you or of impurity or of greed because these are improper for god's holy people the bible also says in first corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 to 20 that flee sexual immorality Flee sexual immorality because all other sins a man commits, he commits outside his body. But anybody who sins sexually sins against his own body. So one of the critical things about sexual sin and pornography is that you tend to defile your mind. You defile your heart. You defile your spirit. You are defiled anytime you sin sexually. It brings defilement. You sin against the temple of God. And this is the critical thing. That Jesus considers that your body is brought by his blood. That's what 18 to 20 says. And he considers that your body is the temple of Holy Spirit. So whenever you unite that body with any other spirit, he, he, it is it is a sin. It is a sin against his temple. It defiles it. And 1 Corinthians 3.16 says that anybody who defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. The third critical issue about sexual immorality, we're talking about it. Anybody, according to the scriptures, who is not ready to fight and let go of pornography, masturbation, and any other sexual sin, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, I, I felt when I read it, I said, hey, is the Bible sure about this thing? Let's read it. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 5. He, he was just continuing the conversation. He said, all who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. For of this you can be sure: No immoral, impure, greedy person, such a man is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. The same thing is said in Galatians chapter 5, 19 to 21. He lists, you know we have the fruit of the spirit. We have the, 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 the fruit of Satan as well. He lists them and the first one is sexual immorality that's the first one and in verse 31 he says that anybody who does these things not inherit the kingdom of god the same thing is said in first corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 to 11 he lists ten sins four of them are related to sexual immorality he says anyone who does these things will not inherit the kingdom of god so if you are a believer and you are not ready to fight and overcome sexual sin According to the scriptures, it is impossible to inherit the kingdom of God. It's impossible. Now, because of time, I may have to move. Let's quickly talk about how. How can we overcome sexual sin? How can we overcome sexual sin? For me, I saw that the first principle in overcoming sexual sin is an unflinching dedication. And a commitment to fight it to the point of death you know Hebrews chapter 12 verse 4 says that you have not yet resisted against sin to the point of shedding blood and you heard what was said. he said that the day i do it again let me let me what let thunder so no other thing you don't want to die by any other way you want thunder to be the one who will strike you job said it in another way 31 1 that i've made a covenant with my eyes never look lastfully upon a girl. I've found that uh, one of the reasons why we are not able to overcome particular sexual sin is that the dedication required to daily fight it is not there. So I've seen in other examples and including myself that you fight it for one week and when it's not coming again, you stop. That is, that is the first error. There must be till today, by God's grace, it has gone for about five years now. But every single day I fight sexual sin every single day I fight pornography I fight every sexual sin I fight lust every single day there must be commitment and a dedication for on a daily basis to overcome it otherwise you overcome it for one week but it will come back more than it was before the second principle I, I, I understood was the work of Jesus Christ on the cross the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And we quoted this from Romans chapter 6. Remember Romans 6. six says that our old man was crucified with Christ. And the body of sin was done away with or destroyed. Therefore sin no longer has any power over us. The Bible says that anyone who has died. Has been freed from sin. Therefore consider yourself dead to sin. But alive to God in Christ Jesus. And John chapter 8 verse 36. he says that if the son therefore shall set you free. So I notice that on the cross I am already free. I don't need to, to as it were struggle to be free. He set me free on the cross. My job is to walk in the freedom so it's not a struggle to be free it is a struggle to walk in the freedom so i started confessing the promises of god on freedom and this is where my third point comes you cannot access the work of jesus christ on the cross without the word of god the same john chapter 8 verse 31 and 32 says that you are my disciples indeed if you uh, you you remain in my word or you remain in my teaching verse 32 then you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. This is why Ephesians 6 calls it the sword of the spirit. When you take hold of the word of God. And you enforce promises of God in your life. The power of Satan must bow. It's a principle. So every day I've said it with you. I would get up at dawn. And I would take hold of Romans 6. And I would pray. And I would command. And I would declare. And I would speak to the whole of sexual sin, pornography. You must live my life now. And I didn't didn't take anything. If I fall, I get up and I pray again. And by the grace of God, three weeks, four weeks. Then I saw that it goes. Then I relax a little. Then it comes back worse than before. I remember level 100, I went for a crusade. 12 midnight. One of these, uh, what's that? The Demi Moore. Some Demi Moore movie. And I, it's filled with pornography from beginning to end. And I just was watched and watched. I have a hanky eye, you know. And I just, I couldn't stop. So I found out that you need to be taking hold of God's word every single day. Then the last thing that I've noticed has helped me. You need to get rid of the channels, the channels that bring sexual sin. For some people. It is some books. You have to get rid of it. For some people, it is movies. Okay? You are not... When you watch the movie, you are aroused. And before you know what? You are masturbating. You are watching pornography. You need... I just decided i am stop... I just stop watching movies. I stop watching TV. So if you come to my house now, I used to watch movies and TV more than any person in Adenta Metropolis. But in Adenta now... I am the least person who watch movies in a dental metropolis. Because I have come to understand that when I watch, I'm aroused. So I stop, I cut it off for a long time. I don't watch anything. Until, you know, I started hearing of Christian movies. One time I came here, one Bible college student said, I have, I have some Christian movie for... I said, no, I don't want this. I, <laughs> then you by force said, no, I'll put it will put. put it inside. You put the Christian movie. I think it was courageous. I didn't say anything because I didn't want him to feel bad. When he did, I deleted it. I was. I knew that, look, when I watch movies, I fall. So for a long time, even Christian movies, I didn't watch. For some people, it's friends. You walk with some friend that is filled with lust. Even without talking, that spirit begins to rub on you. And I tell you, they will talk. My campus, right? City campus. Those days, uh, my friends, when I entered level 100, I was a very foolish person you know i thought i learned from I so that i was foolish in level 102. when i got there i i don't know naturally some bad friends came around me and i was a good guy i had started changing but i didn't understand the principle of cutting off from some people what they do is that they find a certain spot and they just sit down and then they watch the ladies come and go and if you go to any other place that will not be entertaining but on campus the women give you the pornography in real life. You don't need to go to the ca- cafe. They will provide it for you free of charge. So we just sit there. We we'll watch. We we'll make comments. You, you see, this one looks like a frog. No, no, this one. Yay, this one. Yay. And that's her. And I said, no, no, no. After some time, I saw that I was coming back and I just cut. I just cut them off my life. So I just want to encourage you. It is possible to be free from sexual sin but you need to be ready to fight it to the point of shedding blood. God bless you. Amen.
0: Follow JFK Mensa Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at dot jfkmensorministries.org God bless you.